2: It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store.
0: You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials
1: Hi friends and welcome to today's edition of the Hornets Hivecast, the official podcast of the Charlotte Hornets presented by Santa Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates are the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care providers of the Hornets. Rob Longo with you today after Charlotte's 140-110 to 110 loss on a road at Sacramento. Yes, it is sadly a silver linings edition of the HHC. We'll break this one down, provide you with our silver linings, and also it was opening night for the Greensboro Swarm last night, and some of the players with the the big league club had some really impressive showings and we'll tell you all about that as well here on today's edition of the Hornets Hivecast and I say we of course because I welcome in once again Sam Purley lead writer at Hornets.com Sam thanks again for joining me on another late night here as the Hornets continue their west coast swing
2: yes thank you again for having me as always happy to always talk Hornets basketball even in a loss
1: Yeah, unfortunately, it is another Silver Lines edition, so let's go ahead and get this recap out of the way. Hornets were in a hole early, trailing the Kings 41-22 after the first quarter. Sacramento was just lights out from beyond the arc in the first frame. They went 9-15 from three-point land. Charlotte played better in the second quarter, but Sacramento still just couldn't miss. They went 50% from both the field and beyond the arc. Cody Martin was the best player for the Hornets in that second quarter to kind of just keep that deficit where it was.
0: Harrison Barnes, three, blocked by Martin, saved by Hayward. Back to Martin, up the floor for Rozier. Rozier attacking, one on two, doesn't matter. Waits for the trailer, LaMelo ball for three, yes sir. LaMelo ball ripped the net cord. Yet another Lowe's drilling three-point shot. His second of the game and the timeout will be taken by Sacramento.
1: Hornets went into the locker room down 74-53, and the third quarter was much better offensively for Charlotte. The Hornets put up 36 points in the third stanza, despite Mason Plumlee picking up his fourth and fifth fouls in the first two and a half minutes of the second half. Gordon Hayward had a strong showing in that third quarter with 14 points off six of seven shooting.
0: Near side, corner three for Hayward. Corner pocket is good. Gordon Hayward now up to 21 tonight. He's knocked in three threes in the Hornets' trail by 21.
1: Charlotte got it within 13 in the fourth quarter, but the Kings simply would not cool off, shooting 50% from the three point line and 55% from the floor in general last night in a 140 to 110 loss for the Hornets. Here's what James Brego said last night after the defeat. We got
0: a long way to go defensively, you know, especially in that first quarter. Give up 41 again. You know, the emphasis going into the game was the defense, and it's got to remain the focus. That's That's how we're going to dig out of. This hole right now is defensively, so got to commit to it. It's a long season. It's 10 games in. Long way to go. We just got to commit to the defensive end.
1: Sam, we'll get into our silver linings here in a moment, but let's get your thoughts on this one. To me, it's pretty simple. Sacramento shot way above its average and never really came back down to earth. For what it's worth, the league average from three-point land is roughly 33% straight away threes and 37% from the short corners. Sacramento shot 53% straight away and 43% from the corners last night. They were just unconscious, hitting a franchise record 22 threes.
2: Yeah, I think it was a little bit of a combination of Sacramento just having a a once-in-a-five-year kind of offensive night mixed with the Hornets having just a very not good defensive showing. Like you said, the three-point shooting really got them going. They hit nine in the first quarter on 15 attempts. It felt like they were going to cool off, and then they would hit, I think, a couple more to kick off the second, and it kind of felt like you know what? This might just be Sacramento's night, and I think you know the Hornets tried everything. I mean, granted, they they made it a little easy on times. I think the Kings got a lot of looks in transition that were uncontested. I think they got a lot of corner looks early in the first quarter that went kind of uncontested, and I think those uncontested looks they knocked them down, and the confidence just kept going and going. And the Hornets tried to protect the paint a little bit more, and that freed up the three-point line, and then it just kind of never really found its footing defensively. Uh, they did get it to I think about 12 in the fourth quarter, but by the time they got it there it just I think the Kings hit two more three-pointers right afterwards and kind of took it home so obviously defensively like JB said there's a lot they got to improve on uh, as they close out this road trip over the next three games.
1: I just keep going back to that first half where Buddy Heald banked in a three that just absolutely had no business going in, and that's where I felt that the Hornets were just kind of helpless no matter what they could do defensively. It was, just seemed like it was Sacramento's night at that point, so heading into this one, the Kings collectively shot 32% from three, so that's pretty average in the association, and we all know how good of a three-point shooter Buddy Heald can be, but sometimes it's just the other team's night. I mean, the Hornets are now 500 on a season, Five and five record, but it's not all doom and gloom for Charlotte on this three-game skit. I mean, they're playing some really good teams. James Borrego mentioned after the game last night that he's glad that this stretch is happening. Right now, a early on in the season, and B on the road where the team has a little bit more time to sort us out with some little bit more access to players than you would normally when you're sitting at home in Charlotte. I
0: think so. We're you know we're in it together. We have time together on the road. We'll break bread you know together tonight on the plane. We'll have a good session tomorrow as a group. So you know I think it's time you know this time on the road is important for us to build our identity and talk through it. So in a moment like this, I'd rather be on the road together, bunkered in and trying to figure this thing out.
1: Sam, the Hornets now go to L.A. to take on the Clippers, who they have not beat in Los Angeles since 2009. Hard to believe that. Collectively, Charlotte has not won in the City of Angels since January of 2018. So, yeah, this is a tough stretch against some tough opponents coming up. But there's got to be some truth to what James Borrego just said there about hunkering down on the road, I would imagine, right? Or else, obviously, he wouldn't have said it.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think there's, I think they've really kind of embraced this kind of us versus the world. And when you go to an opposing arena for the most part, it's everybody's rooting for the home team. And, you know, they are three and three on the road this year, which you ideally kind of want to be 500 on the road over the course of a season. I think they were 15 and 21 last year, which is relatively good considering what their final record was. So, yeah, I think you've got time to kind of figure it out. I mean, it's still early, but at the same time, this is something you want to get corrected. I think they certainly have the capability of kind of shoring up these. Defensive issues. They've got the length. They've got some size. They obviously did not have P.J. Washington last night, um, who's a big proponent of the defensive end. I thought Nick Richards looked really good filling in for him. Jalen looked really good. Cody Martin. It's just, I think they have the tools to kind of get this defense together. They've got the guys to do it. It's just about you know, figuring it out and kind of making it more on the connection side. I don't think it has much to do necessarily. I think it was maybe a little effort, maybe a little schematic somewhere in the middle, but I don't think it's, I think this is something they can get, they can figure it out. I don't think it's their kind of team that's going to be giving up 140 points every single night.
1: Hornets take one on the chin last night, 140 to 110. All five starters were in double figures for the Kings. That included 26 points from Buddy Heald off the bench. That was a game high. On the other side for the Hornets, Gordon Hayward had 25 points to lead all All players in purple and teal. LaMelo Ball had a double-double, 24 points. Also a career-high 13 assists as well. We'll get into more of the box score here in just a few minutes. As like I said, Charlotte takes one last night, 140-110 to on the road in Sacramento. We'll give you our silver linings next, right here after this, on the Hornets Hivecast, presented by Senta.
0: I get allergy care from the doctors at Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, who know how to treat me, not just my symptoms. Now that my allergies are under control, I can ride my bike whenever I want, just like I did as a kid. Senta offers allergy testing and a wide range of treatment in North and South Carolina. Play like you once did. Schedule your appointment today at CEENTA.com appointments. Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates. They just make sense.
1: Rob Longo and Sam Perley with you here on the HHC following Charlotte's 140-110 to 110 loss in Sacramento last night. But despite the final, there were definitely some bright spots. And Sam, as the guest of honor, I will defer to you first.
2: Well, my bright spot slash silver lining is LaMelo Ball. I thought he looked really, really good last night. 24 points. I think that's probably one of his best or probably his best scoring performance on the road this season. He's been really, really good at home and kind of so-so on the road, at least in the scoring department. He was 9 of 14, 4 of 8 from 3. It didn't look like he was forcing anything. I think sometimes with the younger guys, when you start to kind of fall behind by 14, 15, 16 points, it kind of You speed up the offense a little bit, and you maybe take some not-so-good shots, and that really wasn't the problem. But what impressed me most was the 13 assists. I think that was a career high. He had just two turnovers, and as a team, they only had 10 turnovers, so that actually wasn't so much of an issue last night. Uh, But I thought he was really, really good, really, really controlled. Even when it felt like the game was kind of getting away from the Hornets or continued to get away from the Hornets, he still kind of played his game and really did a good job managing the offense and not giving up any more easy you know, transition baskets the other way, at least off turnovers or anything like that.
0: Hornets down twenty-two. Now Plumley a steal. Plumley in traffic, gives to ball. He'll let the three go. He rattles it home. LaMelo ball off the steal by Plumley.
1: Melo looked really good out there last night. The thing I loved about his game especially was the way that he attacked the basket. He was 9 of 14 shooting from inside the arc. The three-point shooting came back a little bit last night as well for Melo. Four of eight from beyond the arc. Keep in mind, he had a really hard fall Wednesday in Golden State, and his hit pretty good, so much so that he was on the injury report yesterday to start the day, and then he was upgraded to available right before game time. A lot of players wouldn't be that aggressive after something like that happened. So I really liked seeing him attacking the rim, not changing his game, despite what happened a game ago at Golden State. Also, by the way, LaMelo Ball reached 1,000 career points in last night's loss. As far as my silver linings go, Sam, I'm going to go with two. I'll begin with Gordon Hayward, obviously a team high 25 points last night. It's the second straight game he's been north of 20 after starting off the season rather slowly coming back from health and safety protocols, trying to get back in the groove of everything. I thought he looked really good last night and I'd still continue to be Impressed by Cody Martin coming off the bench. 20 minutes last night for Cody Martin coming off the bench, 12 points, five of five from the floor. He also had two blocks and two steals as well. So he's one of those guys that, you know, he's in there defensively, but he's also providing a spark to you offensively this year as well, which is something we did not see from Cody last season. So that is a welcome sign for me, at least.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Cody Martin's play has been really, really good. And I think over the first few games, it was kind of a pleasant surprise. And I think now that you're about game 10, I think you, this is, you're kind of looking at, okay, this is who he's going to be. He's a, you know, he's averaging, I think close to 10, 11 points. He's shooting a really high efficiency, handful of rebounds, handful of assists, handful of steals and blocks on a nightly basis. I mean, I think maybe, not necessarily being expected to take on a huge offensive load. I think he was tasked with doing more last year offensively, and I think it just didn't work. I think when you can take a step back and not necessarily have to do that, you can pick your spots a little bit better. And I think that's kind of – it's almost like taking a step back to take two steps forward. I think that's how it's worked. I mean, he's really good cutting to the basket right now, finding guys. Shooting the ball from three point range with confidence, shooting mid range shots with confidence, you know, just really, really tough guy that's kind of filling in the gap. So he's been a really, really nice developmental story for the hornets in his third nba season
1: cody martin of course one of those guys that bounced back and forth from greensboro as well into g league to kind of fine-tune his skills greensboro opened up its season last night we'll talk about that here next on the hornets hivecast
0: hornets fans it's time to get some new gear the best selection of new and classic hornets apparel is at the hornets fan shop now with new extended hours Stop by Spectrum Center Wednesday through Saturday from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. to pick up the latest in jerseys, Jordans, and more. Or you can shop from the comfort of your own home 24-7 with just a click of a button at HornetsFanshop.com. An easy trip on the light rail, you'll be sure to find something for everyone at the Hornets Fan Shop.
1: Rob Longo and Sam Burley, the lead writer of Hornets.com, with you following Charlotte's 140-110 to 110 loss on the road in Sacramento last night. The Hornets were not the only team, the only professional team, I guess you could say, in North Carolina in action last night. The Greensboro Swarm opened up their season. It was the first time in 615 days that Greensboro played a game at the Fieldhouse in Greensboro. The Swarm unfortunately fell 128-117, to 117, but there were some really good performances by some players on the big league club for the hornets jt thor who is on assignment had a really good game you also have vernon carey jr who was on assignment and then a couple of the two-way players playing really well as well so sam i will give you the first opportunity to pick a player to highlight after greensboro's loss last night as they got their g-league season started So the silver
2: linings g-league edition for one i'm thrilled that the g-league season is back it's been a long time since those guys have had basketball in greensboro and getting to know some people in the organization over the last couple of weeks Um, And just talking with them, and obviously got a new head coach in Jordan. Cern Camp, who's been around for a while, thrilled for them. I mean, I know they came in a loss, but this was a long time coming, and a really special night. I watched most of the game. J.T. Thor was really, really impressive. I mean, he ever since summer league, I didn't see him too much at Auburn, but he's got a really good feel and looks really, really composed on the court. For somebody that is, I think, just turned 19, obviously he said 34 points, 12 rebounds, seven of them were on the offensive end, 14 of 22. He hit four of seven from three. Got a really smooth mechanics on his stroke. He's shooting from everywhere. He's scoring under the basket. He's attacking the rim, putbacks, three point range. I mean, you can see, I know it's only one G League game. He's got a handful of Summer League games, but you can really see there's something there with him. I mean, he's got a really, really noticeable. Feel for the game right now. So he was really, really impressive in his G League debut last night.
1: And this is what the G League is all about. This is all about developing talent, giving players an opportunity to get their reps in in some live game action that necessarily would be sitting in the Big League Club. And we might have seen JT Thor last night in the final two minutes because of the way that the score was. But, you know, that's not going to be an in instance every night. And two minutes here and there at the Big League Club in garbage time isn't going to get it done. I mean, you're just not going to be able to develop like that. So great to to see JT Thor get 36 minutes of action last night in Greensboro. Of course, those 34 points and those 12 rebounds were both game highs as he notched that double-double. Sam, one of the people that really impressed me yesterday, I will begin with not quite the obvious person, but LiAngelo Ball came off the bench, had a pretty good shooting showing last night in Greensboro.
2: Junior going to drive
0: baseline, can't finish with the left hand. Now Greensboro runs. Things getting a little
1: ragged here. Ball lines up, fires, threes, good, and the crowd loves it. LiAngelo Ball. LiAngelo Ball last night for Greensboro finishes with 22 points. He was efficient too, 4 of 7 from beyond the arc, including 9 of 13 from the floor. So LiAngelo Ball impressed last night in Greensboro. Also, the other person I want to really highlight here, Sam, is Arnaudis Kabolka. He had 20 points as well. He came off the bench. He played 30 minutes, 7 of 12 shooting, 4 of 7, from beyond the arc time and time again Sam you've featured Arnoldis you kind of highlighted his journey from Europe here to the United States to the G League on this Hornets roster after getting drafted a couple years ago becoming a two-way player so it's just to me it's really great seeing that this is a little bit of a longer process than more players development wise I mean not everybody stays in Europe for a couple years and then finally gets called upon to say right, let's let's take a look at you closer in person let's see what you got we'll give you your two-way deal and see what you can do in a G League so to me, it was really promising seeing what Arnie did last night in Greensboro.
2: Yeah, and he's come a long way in his last three years. I remember he came to the summer league in 2018 and 19, and was more of kind of just a spot up guy in the corner. And then seeing at summer league this past year, I mean, he's doing so much more. He's ball handling, playing defense. I mean, he's put on a lot of muscle. Uh, looks like he's filled out a little bit more. I think he's about probably 23 now. And yeah, like you said, you know, when you draft. Some of these international guys at the end of the second round and you stash them in Europe, for the most part, they never really come over. I think it's more of just you take flyers on guys and see how they do in Europe. And Arnold, this is kind of a rare example where he got a lot better these last couple of years. He was in the Spanish ACB this past season, which is a really, really good domestic league and took a big jump. And he's not over here by accident. I mean, he made enough of a jump where, OK, now we're ready to see what you can come do in the G League. So this isn't just kind of a done on a whim i mean he's brought over here because he has continued to improve last three years so yeah right seeing him finish with 20 points and also quick shout out to uh, Jalen Crutcher as well kind of a late exhibit 10 guy in I think it was the Hornets training camp 14 assists last night obviously very, very impressed with the former Dayton guard so a lot of stuff to be impressed with they play again tonight the good thing is that they got something on tape they got a game under their belt and hopefully they can make some adjustments and pick up that first win against the squadron in the rematch this evening
1: yeah against the Birmingham squadron the affiliate of the New Orleans Pelicans one other notable performance as well for Greensboro last night. DJ Carton had 15 points off the bench in 22 minutes of action. Like Sam mentioned, Greensboro back in action tonight at the Fieldhouse. 7 o'clock tip up in Greensboro if you are interested in going. Tickets available at Ticketmaster.com. You just gotta search Greensboro Swarm and they will pop right up. Definitely affordable entertainment and a great chance to look at the future of the Hornets today, especially the way that JT Thor and a couple of the other guys were playing last night at the Fieldhouse. So definitely recommend you checking those guys out. I personally have to get up to a game Myself here sooner rather than later. So we'll see how that pans out with the schedule that the Hornets have as well. But Charlotte Falls last night, 140 to 110, now five and five on a regular season. We will have a podcast tomorrow previewing the matchup against the Los Angeles Clippers. It will be a game day edition, of course. Sam Farber and myself will be on that one for you there. Sam Perley of Hornets.com, the lead writer of Hornets.com. Appreciate you hopping on today's edition of the HHD with me as always. Yeah. Yep. Thank you again for having me. And thanks to all of you for joining us as well. Like I mentioned, Sam Farber and myself will bring you a game day edition of the Hornets Hivecast tomorrow as we preview the Hornets showdown in the City of Angels against the Los Angeles Clippers. For Sam Pearlie, I'm Rob Longo saying so long. And thank you for listening to today's edition of the Hornets Hivecast. And we'll see you tomorrow right here on EHHC.